The Detroit Free Press presents Talkin' Lions, your audio home for all things Honolulu blue and silver. Here is your host from the Detroit Free Press, Dave Burkett. Hey, Burkett here, along with Carlos Menares and Sean Windsor for take two of our day after summation of, of Lions Washington. Guys, we tried to shoot one a second ago, but had a little interruption at the door, and so I left you guys hanging for a minute, so I apologize. Was it a birthday alarm? <laughs> uh, I, you know, it was. Uh, we need a little work done around the house, so I had to had to take care of a contractor, meet with him for a quick second, and uh, you know, I, look, we started off last time by saying I was going to give you the floor, Sean, and, and you suggested throwing it to 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 Carlos. Up to the victors go the spoils, right? So that's right. That's Lions right. beat Washington 30-27. Give him credit for the win, but uh, Carlos, you have to tell. Sean and me, why we're wrong to to come out of this game with as many questions as, as answers because the Lions, uh, in blowing a 21-point lead in the third quarter, uh, they still don't look like a very good team to me. Yeah, I mean, you're right. They're they're not they do they're not a very good team, you know. But like you say, Dave, they're A lot, most of the NFL teams are not to maybe squeak into the playoffs, you know, with nine or 10 wins, maybe, Um, uh, you know, and this is, this is why they talk about dagger time, right. In the, in the spring and in the summer, because they knew that this is going to be their challenge of holding leads, extending leads, closing games out. This is who they're going to be. And I think this is one thing that it's not really fixable this season, but if Matt Patricia hangs on and, whatever they bring them back next year they've got to rethink that <clears throat> not only the defense but that holistic because you can't have you can't and he talked about it I, I wrote about it that you can't have the offense going three and out or scoring too quickly sometimes and keeping the bend don't break defense out there for so long because that's going to wear your defense down not only in a game but over the course of a season so credit for the win but they need to they need to, to, to patch some holes and really rethink how they close games out against bad teams. Three winnable games coming up. They need to be a lot more careful about that. Sean, I want to say first that you look like a cat burglar. You're in your car ready to, ready to go get your next story. <laughs> get your little knit cat pulled over your head and everything. So uh, good luck with whoever's home you break into. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, when it comes to the Lions, um, look, I, I don't know that I'll ever be able to prove this, right? But I firmly believe that Matt Patricia was, uh, you know, one 59-yard field goal away from being fired. I mean, you know, maybe uh, 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 if the Lions don't come back there, I don't know how they would have brought him back after blowing another huge lead in the, the manner that they did against another bad team. But look, I mean, to take Carlos' side on this, four and five, right? Uh, Carolina, who has questions at running back and quarterback coming up this week, then a, a, a bad Houston team at home. We might be looking at a, a, a Lions team that, I don't know, has a, a small chance still to sneak into the playoffs. Is that, is that fair? I mean, it is fair. I mean, you're right. They could be, they could be six and five. The, the uh, Charlotte game is, is winnable, but that's, that's no gimme, right? I mean, they've been, they've been competitive at least. Yeah. Um, and I know the, the running back issue, but they've been at least uh, – they've shown some spirit and so forth. I would think that would be a fourth-quarter game. And uh, and then they come back to what? To play Houston? Houston's probably struggling as much as anybody right now. Did they even score yesterday, by the way, Dave? 
Uh, I don't know what the final of it was, but look, you, uh, no matter how many points they scored, they still have Deshaun Watson, right? So, I mean, you got one of the better quarter, qu- quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, that that's a team that you can't take lightly. And Carolina, to your point, I mean, they look very well coached. Christian McCaffrey's missed a large chunk of the season. Teddy Bridgewater got banged up yesterday. Don't know what his status will be, but that's a game that, you know, Two months ago, I, I was thinking the Lions would, would win that one easily. Now I'm with you. I think that's sort of a toss-up of the game. Yeah, it is. I mean, but let's let's be real. If they get to six and five, and then I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember who they're – what the third game – pardon me? I think that it's the Vikings or the Bears, one of those are up next, right? Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Chicago, yeah. That's – I mean, you know, obviously they can play with Chicago, but that's no gimme. But let's just say they get to seven and five. I mean, the Carls is uh, – going to be doing jumping jacks and so forth and hey you know what dave you and i are going to be uh we, we want what the fans want and the fans are probably confused right now you know i i noticed yesterday and i know twitter and social media is just sort of an anecdote a little bit it's not a scientific uh poll to gauge the reaction of uh of the majority of the lions fans maybe but after they won in atlanta when when stafford found hawkinson in the end zone they were making dance fans were making dance videos right they were they were going nuts because you could Still see the playoff potential. That was a really exciting win. I know yesterday was, too, in a sense. Technically, it was walk-off, but I think it was because of the, the blown 24-point lead or 21-point lead, right, against a team that was starting a quarterback who hadn't played in a while, who, by the way, threw Alex Smith through for almost 400 yards. And um, that was – so I think they're kind of little – fans were a little bit uh, confused. Carlson and I talked about this yesterday. They don't they don't know what to think. On a, Of course, they would be happy if they made the playoffs. On the other hand, they're fans that want some change, so they just don't know what to think. So we're kind of in a, in a, in a weird spot right now. But you're right. You never apologize for a win. That was a, uh, a heck of a 16 seconds or 18 seconds or whatever it was at the end of the game. And Stafford's done that a lot in his career. Matt Prater with that uh, that field goal, that was, you know, kudos to them. That was that was great. A win is always, I think, better than a loss. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm back to deferring to Carlos, and maybe don't he's got that. the better pull to uh, He's got the better pulse of the region and what people are really, really no. feeling. Maybe you and I are a little too cynical. No, 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 no. Never defer to Carlos. That's always the wrong thing to do. But and I, I think, look, if you look at Twitter, if you want to check my emails, uh, I'll give you the password. Dave is great. Capital I, capital G. Um, it's uh, the, the Lions fans out there. They want change. I mean, that's what they want. And they think a, a win like yesterday's prolongs this, this misery that they're in. And, I, look, as I look at the rest of the season now, right, I, again, I firmly believe that had the Lions blown that game that we would be looking at a coaching change today. Uh, the fact that they didn't and the fact that they are now four and five, I don't know that there's a natural point now to to, to separate from, from Matt Patricia until the end of the season. I mean, you're not going to do it, you know, after this game, even if you, you lose because you got a short week. You know, Houston, Thanksgiving, maybe, but I mean, look, at if you split these next two games, you're still in the playoff mix. So, um, I think now we're we're going to watch these final seven games and see how this thing plays out, and ultimately that's going to determine what Shield Fordham does, what Bob Quinn does if he's still the man, you know, making uh, in charge of the the coaching decision. And I would just say real quickly, unless they lose the next two and somehow lose sort of uh, badly on on Thanksgiving on a national audience like that, you you could see maybe a change after that week. But I'm with you. I think. I think it's an end of the season, end of the season decision. Now we'll see how the next few games play out. And um, I mean, Carlos has been arguing this all along. So uh, again, I mean, you know, I I do hate to defer to him, but maybe he knows something. Uh, I mean, it's clear he's got inside information. 
Maybe he knows something we don't, Dave. Yep, there he is, Patricia. I just got to call you guys. You guys are both wrong. So, um, yeah, you know, I, you know the thing. The thing about the fans, Sean, and you know, I think is that fans are like, uh, you know, Amazon reviews. It's just people complain. They don't like to go on there and give anybody credit. You know, if you're if you're going to judge the fan temperament by phone by calls into radio shows and and comments on our stories, they're all going to be negative. People like to complain on social media. It's never like a people like to celebrate a measured the response. Give them anything to celebrate. If had the Lions, they, I just, I just, I, Carlos, I don't agree with that at all. They were super excited after the Atlanta win. They were. Yeah, I mean, you know that that was a different circumstance, but there were still complaints. There were still, if you go back there and look at all those comments, people are still like, "Oh, they got lucky. You should still fire everybody, sell the team." You know, I mean, it's the same thing. And the Lions have given fans no reason to not be angry over the decades, millennia, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, the, the, the thing with this team is, you know, you're, you're, you're going you're gonna to have to make a decision at some point, you know. And, you know, if, if uh, I don't think it makes much sense, like Dave said, at this point to get rid of Patricia or Quinn or whatever it is, you know, I, I think Corey Unlin would be a fine interim coach, I guess, if that's where you're going to go. But, um, no, you know, maybe Braden Coombs, Coach Coombs, I think would be pretty good. You know, anybody but Bevel, I think, would be fine. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's going to be, you know, and fans just want – fans want upheaval. They want drama. They want all this stuff. And Well, they want a winner is what they want, right? Well, they want a winner. But in, in when you can't have a winner, which is most teams in the NFL, you want drama. The NFL is built on drama. That's what – you know, that's what the, the currency is. Um, so they just want, you know, somebody, I mean, so Quintus Cephas drops a ball and it was like, I, I saw a few comments, cut him, you know, like, right. Okay. Um, you know, so well, didn't you, didn't you slam your fist on the table when he dropped that ball? I, Dave, I looked over to Carlos and said, are we in the owner's box? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no cheering in the I press. Told, I told Sean. No, I told Sean, I've, I've, uh, you know, I just, I just get tired of bad football. You know, I mean, I, he, did, again, he did say that in fairness. At the end of the day, you know, just this, you know, like you just, you just want to see good plays. You want to see either team making good plays. That really is Matt Patricia. You know? so, anyway, there. I get tired of bad football. I mean, that's you've been spending way too much time around your boy. Credit, credit. Credit to the Washington football team. They played a heck of a game, Dave. Let's remember that, okay? Yeah, really good. Best best two and seven team in the NFL. <laughs> I did write that Alex Smith, you know, Alex Smith is not a terrible quarterback. He definitely should not have been, you know, drafted number one overall. But he's a smart dude, and he's a very accurate passer. You give that guy, any team gives that guy a soft zone, he's going to pick them apart. So, you know, you, you're not, especially if you're not a great defense. Um you know, you're, if you're an average defense, they, they brought that upon themselves. They should not have done that. But Smith is no joke. I mean, he knows how to play. So, um, but this week, like you said, you know, McCaffrey and, and Bridgewater, you know, I mean, if they can go, even if they can go at, you know, not even a full speed or whatever, that, that's going to be, that's going to compromise our, our already struggling team. Um, but you're right. That brings the pressure on them because people like you and Sean want a 40 point victory over bad teams or it doesn't count, you know, and, you know, want, Matt, want good football, Carlos, just like you said, so, you're sick of bad football. We, we've seen enough of it from the Lions, man. When you blow a three touchdown lead, 
against a, a, a team that's not very good. Uh, that's that's bad football. You're not playing good defense. You know, you're you're not you're not playing good offense either. Plays. It, certainly, they got a little too conservative on that side of the ball, but the offense wasn't the one that gave up three straight touchdown, you know, drives and and two of them the eleven play eighty plus yard variety. So, I think the Lions have a lot of of issues still. Nothing that happened yesterday solves those issues, and I, I still go back to the point that Sheila Ford made in June that she wants to see significant improvement. And I don't care what the record says. Coaches will tell you, your boy, Matt Patricia will tell you that you don't look at these teams uh, based on the record. That's what they say every single week about Washington, about, you know, Jacksonville. That's what they'll say about Carolina this week. You look at what you see on the field, look at what you see on film. And when you watch the lions on film, uh, when you watch what goes on in the field, you don't see a very good football team. I mean, that's just regardless of the end result. That's, that's the, the simple truth of the matter. Can we, uh, I think we can say something that'll make Carl's happy here. Let's, Let's pass out a little bit of credit here before we go for, for to a couple of people. First of all, to uh, DeAndre Swift, right? Who looks excellent game? Who looks like a player, right? The, the way he was, we've seen the quickness and the the stop start and the, the ability to make people miss, the willingness to kind of run into people, the explosiveness, the the quickness, all that. He's obviously can catch balls out of the the backfield. He's versatile. He's a playmaker, and uh, that was his best game yesterday. He talked about it afterwards when we were kind of asking about it, or maybe all were asking him about it, what was the difference? And he said, he's just more comfortable. He's not thinking as much and he's reacting, which allows him to use those natural gifts, which are, which are considerable. I mean, he is a, a really good looking player, which leads us to the other person we need to credit. And that's Bob Quinn for having the, um, I don't know if you want to call it moxie, courage, whatever, maybe stubbornness to take another running back in a second round, two years after he'd taken carry uh, on Johnson. And um, knowing that, that uh, I don't know what he knew about Carrion Johnson, but but look, we rip into Quinn because he's made some misses. Obviously, we talk about the Jared Davis pick maybe more than any other, but uh, but that was a really really good pick by by Quinn because Swift looks like a serious player. I think Swift deserves. Yeah, and, and let's not forget, we're giving, every, we're giving everybody credit except for the person who decided to give him his first start and not to rush him along and put him put too much pressure on him. Any of this because it's easy to hate Matt Patricia. So let's not give the coach any for this. Listen, you you defend Matt Patricia at every turn, no matter what happens. The fact of the matter is that Daryl Bevel has wanted to play, give Daryl, it was wanted to give DeAndre Swift a little more run going uh, in previous weeks, and it hasn't happened. I mean, look, for some reason they've been they've been too stuck on playing Adrian Peterson, and it's it's you're right, hundred percent right. It's nice that they played DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift looks like a good player. Uh, I scratch my head and say, why didn't you play him more before? I mean, certainly right out of training camp, maybe he wasn't ready coming off the injury, but he's the playmaker. He's the guy in that backfield that can get some things done. He's not perfect, but we saw some glimpses of it yesterday of why he can be, you know, a, a very effective player in this offense. Well, well, I think, I think we saw enough from him earlier, early on. He wasn't quite crisp on those routes. He was turned the wrong way. Stafford, you know, had a hard time hitting them on some short passes okay he wasn't ready you know and I think as our old boy uh, Jim Coletta once said I'm not going to put him out there to embarrass him you know like I think that Patricia knew like the op- offensive coordinators always want to rush everybody out there you know all it's the it's the head coaches who have to rein these guys in and say listen we can't rush these guys along as much as it feels like we need this guy you got to give him a little more time and this season for a lot of the players on any team especially young players was giving them time to catch up to the playbook and get comfortable, like Sean said, like Swift said yesterday. 
you know, and I think that, I mean, who knows, maybe it could have been last week, whatever, but around midseason, you need it. That's what DeAndre Swift needed was a little bit more time. And that's a tough position. You got to, you got to know a lot of stuff. So, and they had him out there for third down. They trusted him on third down. So, you know, credit to Matt Patricia for having the, the patience and the wisdom to like not let him run out there and get, you know, feel embarrassed and pressures on you. You're the starter. And you know, like, why did we, and then we have clever beat writers after, why did you start DeAndre Swift when Andrew Peterson was playing so well coach, you know, and somebody so asked you, I missed that question, but uh, Carlos, it's a sunny day out today. So you make sure you give Matt Patricia credit for that too, because you would give him credit for anything. It's just, I mean, no, this is really unbelievable. What, what, what you go to, to praise Matt Patricia is it's beyond comprehension. Yeah. Like, it's just I I'm I'm not sure what to do here. I I wish uh, I mean I'm I might just go drive myself to the hospital and check myself in. I don't uh, I I don't get what's happening. Swift deserves credit. He had a great game. He's he's shown these flashes for a while. Uh, Quinn obviously deserves credit for selecting him. But somehow this turns into well yeah the Matt Patricia but Matt Patricia had been waiting and waiting and knew the exact time to plug him in to maximize his talent. Stop, Carlos. Stop. Stop giving Matt Patricia credit at every turn for every single thing that goes on. You, you just, I'm telling you, I'm looking out the for you. The problem is, I do like that you have a, a, a landline still. I mean, I, I appreciate I'm glad that we got to see that in a bit. <laughs> I got a fax machine too. No, I don't have a fax machine. <laughs> now, the, prob- the problem is, you guys play checkers and I play chess. I see the whole board. You guys, you guys just see one move to the next and, sure. you know. You guys follow the normal train of thought, the simplistic, you know, oh, he drafted him. He played well, you know. You well, no, no, no. We, we, get into Quinn. we get into Quinn for making uh, making choices that don't work out, so it's only fair to, to give him credit when he makes choices that do. I mean, I, that's just – I mean, That's to me, true. That's, that's true because there, there are some people who say you shouldn't draft running backs very high because you can find them off the garbage pile somewhere, you know, but it's not true. You, you – are versatile important pieces and even though you some people do find running backs somewhere late in the draft in the in the draft or free agents whatever you know when you find a guy that you think is going to be valuable I mean you you draft him you you spend capital on him you know and uh Quinn does get credit for that for sticking it wasn't quite the Matt Millen receiver 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 but you know two running backs in the second round in whatever three years you know that that took a bit a little bit of guts you know I'll say this too. I think it's good just to, to add to your point. Uh, you know, and, and the debate has always been about why are you drafting him if you're also, you know, going to then give that veteran Adrian Peterson scrap heap guy and play him over him. So th- I think that was a big part of the debate. But to draft a running back, especially in the second round, you're getting the best four years out of him and you're not paying him anything. So I think it's right. a wise choice. One other, you know, uh, group that I, I think deserves a little bit of, um, you know, accolades here is the offensive line. I mean, that, that was a pretty good defensive line and, and they, Stafford took a couple hits. Uh, one sack, they had another one overturned by penalties, but, you know, the offensive line helped open that, uh, you know, some of those rushing lanes for DeAndre Swift, they kept Matthew Stafford upright. And I thought at least they were a big part of, of the Lions' success, um, especially early offensively yesterday. So there's certainly some some credit to, to go around and uh, that goes to the coaching staff too, Carlos. I mean, look, they, you know, you get a win. Hey, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's better than a loss, like we said, but um you know, we'll see. Big, big seven weeks still ahead. And uh, I think it starts here against Carolina in a, uh, a very winnable game, but uh, also a little bit of a trap game on the road against a team that's really well coached. It's all going to be trap games. It's seven weeks of trap games. It's it's not going to matter. It's, 
Every every game is going to have Matt Patricia starting. Let me ask you on the grades, Dave. So Stafford starts at an, at an A and Patricia starts at an F, right? And then it just has to kind of – it works its way up or down on those two guys, right? I mean, you know, I I think I gave Stafford what I gave him for his midseason. An A. A C? Oh, right? for the, the C plus, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I, you think I'm a Stafford apologist. I think Stafford plays – uh, he has not had his best year. I mean, a C certainly is a C plus, whatever it was, is, is certainly not saying that, that he's like pro bowl caliber, you know, all pro having his best season. He played really well against Atlanta when it counted leading uh, scoring drives at the end of the first half. And, and at the end of the game that it really mattered. Look, yesterday's drive, you know, he deserves some credit for it, but you know, he threw a perfect ball to, to Quinta Cephas. You couldn't track it. Right. I mean, they should have won the game there. Uh, but Ultimately, why they got the field goal was because of that penalty on Chase Young. So it's not like it wasn't like this was Matthew Stafford's best drive ever. But I think when you take into account, you know, a couple drops, you know, that pass at the end, you know, he threw what nine incompletions all day, threw one of them away, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I thought he played pretty well against pretty good defense after banging his hand and, and gave the Lions a chance to win. And then, of course, you know, he did he did make a couple throws in that last drive, but ultimately. Um, I, I wouldn't say that he was the biggest reason why they, they won that game. You know, that was DeAndre Swift, as Sean said. That was Matt Prater, you know, that, that clutch kick. Uh, and that was Chase Young committing that penalty, frankly, that uh, put them in the, the field position they needed to, uh, to make that kick. So, um, but regardless, look, Lions are four and five. That's where we stand here on a Monday morning. And uh, big game ahead. Sean, I think you're going to be out in uh, Carolina this week, too. Is that right? Are you going? Or is that- no, no, it's uh, Jeff. Jeff's going to be there. All right. Well, you know, I'll miss you on the road. Uh, maybe we can. Yep. Still... Sorry about that, bud. Yep. Yeah. You no, know, I know. Uh, uh, maybe we can still include you in the uh, the Monday video next week. You know, we don't want to leave you out. I mean, I hope you're uh, you don't get caught arrested here with your your next caper that you're, you're about to commit. And uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, Carlos and I will be. We'll, I'm sure we'll be talking at uh, some point about Matt Patricia and and everything that goes on. Uh, next week's game. So you're always invited. You, you know, I've, I've got. You know, thank you, thank you for having me, and uh, yeah, and uh, I, I look forward to it. And yeah, Carlos, uh, maybe you could give me a massage uh, like you do with Matt. I mean, right? That'd be nice. My, I got a little stiffness in the shoulder and the neck here. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can work us in Thanksgiving next week, Sean. It's a it's a tight, busy week, but. Uh, yeah, come on over to the house. I'll, I'll give you a massage. We'll, uh, we'll set it up for you. That'd be nice. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us. Uh, we're going to wrap this one up here and leave it at that. Uh, uh, again, Lions beat Washington 30-27 to to get to 4-5, and five, remain on the fringes of playoff contention. Big game against the Carolina Panthers coming up this Sunday. For Carlos Menard.